This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast. What is up there, hikers? You are listening to the podcast that asks the why questions of hiking, the podcast that gets to know the hikers behind the trekking poles, the podcast that takes me, Andy, a new hiker, and asks hikers, how has hiking changed them and how are they changing the world around them? That's right. You are listening to the Hiker Podcast. Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to the Hiker Podcast. It is, of course, brought to you by many of you, our Patreon supporters, also by Canuck Outdoors, also by Wildly Goods, and also by CS Instant Coffee. If you want to hear more about our sponsors of this show, listen to the end of the show, including ways you can save on all those products. Also, you can find out who won the free year supply of CS Instant Coffee. Our sponsors are amazing. They make it possible so I can do this show um, and put more time into it, spend more research into it, make it, make everything better, pay for things like the music you just listened to on the front end, which was Soaring by Airplanes. And if you want to check out all the music that we have on this show, go to the description of this episode, and there is a Spotify playlist. You can check it out and uh, listen to the songs that we have on this show and support those artists as well. Speaking of of hikers i am so excited to have our next hiker on tashian chillis is an amazing outdoor activist enthusiast hiker personal trainer i've wanted to have her on the show forever and i'm I'm just so privileged to have had her come on the show and have an amazing conversation with her so without any further ado my conversation with tashian chillis I've had the wonderful opportunity since getting involved in the hiking community to meet so many amazing hikers. And then when I had the chance to meet Jenny Bruso, this whole world of hikers opened up to me and outdoors people opened up to me um, that I felt a kinship with. Uh, just being a, a plus size hiker myself who didn't feel like I was supposed to be outside, who was that guy as I'm hiking up a hill, people would be like, Oh, you're almost there. Good job. Keep it up. And they're like, Ugh. but then I found this community of other hikers. And uh, one of those hikers and outdoors people is Tashian Chillis, who is on the show. Tashian, how are you doing today? I'm good. A little tired, but I'm good. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the Hiker Podcast. Uh, before we get going, why don't you just introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are, where you're from, what you do. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm Tashian. Um, I use the pronouns she, her. I am located in Tacoma, Washington, um, indigenous lands of the Puyallup tribe. 
Um, I am a hiker and I'm also a personal trainer is my day job. Um, yeah, my, I'm always outside. That's where I do. That's where most of my content or people who follow me see me, but I also work as a, um, plus size or fat trainer, um, in a small gym in Tacoma. Um, and yeah, that's basically like my really short lowdown of myself. Awesome. So why don't you let us know how you first discovered the outdoors and what got you into being in the outdoors and hiking in, in this whole community? Yeah. Um, I think for me, hiking, I, my whole journey of movement and being outside or personal training, all those things really started in diet culture. And I don't like to give it too much um, with like too much space to talk about. That's really where it started. I was like, wow, everyone's in the Northwest hikes. And I was like, I was on like this journey and I started hiking too, because I wanted to be like them. Um, <laughs> from there though, I just discovered it. It created community pretty quickly. I had a really good friend who took me out. Um, and I just started to like slowly find my way and my groove. Um, but in 2016, 17, um, 15, actually, my brother got really sick and he was in and out of the hospital for two years and then passed away in 2000, at the, in January of 2017. And hiking became just this whole new thing for me. It was like where I was able to process grief before therapy, um, before I went to therapy in the same year. Uh, and I was just doing bigger and bigger hikes and like slowly like going out by myself and like doing certain things, um, in the outdoors that I would never have done. And my connection to the outdoors just started because of grief. Like I wanted to find purpose and I wanted to know who I was or what was going on in the world. Um, and then that whole year was just a I would say a dramatic, but just sad year. And, um, I actually lost my grandmother. And then after that, I started therapy and my therapist was like, go outside more. It seems to be doing the trick for you. Um, and, and during all this time, I was also connected with unlikely hikers, which is in fat girls hiking are two of my main sources of friends that I've made in the outdoors. Um, and then it just continued and continued 2018, um, started out rough again. Um, my grandpa passed away and then I decided to do the 52 hike challenge with a friend, my friend, Kelsey, who I had just met previously in, um, December. And that was like the game changer. That was like, this is what I love. This is what I do. This is my the activity that like, sure, I could be like an amazing content creator and really dig into this a little bit more. But I kind of spend my time sharing about it more as like, this is my favorite thing to do. Um, and then like, my job is my job. So that's, that's a long story. But like, most of it comes from grief. Um, but that's how I got my start. In the outdoors. Wow. So you went through these traumatic experiences. You're, you're, you're dealing with grief and you go you get into the outdoors. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, I was, I was dealing with a lot of stuff and I was going to therapy and my therapist literally said, go take a hike. And mm-hmm. it was like, it did the trick for me. And I've heard that from so many, whether they're going through depression, anxiety, not that the hiking or the outdoors solves those problems, but it's a, it's a portion of their, of their, their treatment. It's a portion of their therapy. It's a, it's a portion of their healing. What do you think it is about the outdoors that is so therapeutic for mental health? Um, I think it's, I mean, I, I say this as like, I also hike with headphones or I play music as well, but, um, I think it's the being in nature and like just taking steps and seeing where your body can go. And I think just being in your body and this goes for movement in general is just so therapeutic and so rewarding. And you don't notice the reward until you're out of it. You're like, Oh, that was a hard hike, but like I did it and my body feels good and I'm a little sore, but like my brain, it's like open. I can smell, I can hear, I can feel like the little pains. And I think just being connected to your body is where the outdoor really does it for me. Um, also sometimes like silence and seeing other people also in the outdoors and enjoying it when I see the people that I want to see. Um, it's just really helpful. Like I, I just, I connect so much to being outside if that's like a park or even like the beach, like just being there for some reason, it just hits different. Like it's just, it's an amazing place to be. And I think it's just, and like I said, like it's mostly just being there and then feeling and starting to like, you kind of go into a, uh, like just breathing, like, you don't think about your breath a lot. And then you do when you're hiking. So as you discover the outdoors and hiking, you got connected with these, these online communities. And as many people know, the outdoors for so long, historically, the outdoor industry has been, and I say this fully understanding. I, I am, you know, white male cisgendered myself, but the outdoors has traditionally been very straight size, straight, cisgendered you know male for so long it's been dominated by that as a woman in the outdoors um what are some things that you see that need to change and what are some things that are happening that you see are positive within the outdoors and how are these communities you're involved with making that change yeah um feels like a very loaded question um in some senses um I think uh, things that need to change specifically, I've been in a lot of like, my body is a journey. And it's just like, I've been in different body types in my own, like, last 10 years. And right now, I'm finding it very hard to want to do like winter activities. And this has been my grief. And this has been my thing for a long time. Me too. too. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I can't go out and like feel my state. I'm like an Enneagram six, which is someone who prepares for the worst. Um, and it's always prepared and then just goes for it. And I can't get past the preparedness part. If I'm not going to be warm, if I'm not going to get wet, like I've never found like water resistant pants Um, I wear leggings on the trail. So like, I'm fine with that. But like, 
I would love to have an option <laughs> to be able to be warm outside. And there are companies doing it and blah, blah, blah. But it's not, I feel like it's not quick enough. <laughs> and like, just maybe just put some attention there. Patagonia, outdoor, all these brands have been making these things repetitive every single season for a certain size. Like you've done it. Just take a break. You can just repeat, honestly. Um, and so clothing for... Um, winter and uh that's outdoor activities and that's even for people who camp like people are larger and bigger than me and just camp or go to viewpoints and they can't even get out of their car because it's so cold (laughs) but like they can get there and they can watch and look and it's beautiful but like it's so cold that they like have to wear gloves and all these weird coats that don't have ratings they're just coats um yeah that's my biggest uh my thing with the outdoors that needs to change um, things that are starting to happen. Like um, there's, there's great communities. Um, I follow so many and I've been involved in a few um, unlikely hikers being the big one. Like <laughs> Jenny, I feel like I'm not going to be like, I was one of the first people to be featured on there, but like, that's where I got connected with the outdoors. She was the first person to be like, Hey, we don't promote weight loss. Can you, like you, I would love to feature you, but like, can you just take that out of your caption or like not take it out? But like, that's not what we talk about here. We talk about the outdoors and like, um, fat girls hiking is where I've met a lot of my best friends and like, it just has continued. There's like so many outdoor Afro, so many groups that are changing it. And I'm, um, half black, half white. And I'm not, I don't say white passing because I'm not, But (laughs) I have such a different experience as someone with like, um, who doesn't have like two white parents or two parents that went outside a lot. Like my dad fishes, but he's never been like a big camper. My mom likes the outdoors. She loves viewpoints. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I have a very different experience. So I connect to a lot of things. Like I would consider myself like a hiker of color, um, but I take up space in so many different groups. So you talked a little bit about diet culture and when you got connected with them, like hikers, how they're anti, not, they're not about the diet culture. Yeah. And um, you're a, per, a personal trainer. And I know for myself as someone who's my entire life, I've been big. It's mm-hmm. just something I've struggled with. I've, I've done, you know, everything you can think of under the sun diet wise and just nothing really works. I've, my weight has fluctuated since I was in junior high up and down depending on a a number of things, hormones, health, other things, um, whatever was going on. And it's just never been something I've been able to just – I've never been able to get to that that ideal weight that society says I'm supposed to be at. But there's been times where I I felt healthy. Um, And I go go to the gym. I go to the gym now several times a week. I hike several times a week. And I still get those comments. And I know so many in the plus size community get those comments. Oh, good for you for being here. And it's like, I come here every day or, Oh, you're almost at the top of the trail. It's like, I do this hike at least once a month. You know, what mm-hmm. is it about society that thinks that they can relocate plus size bodies into this? Oh, you must be lazy. You must overeat. You must do these things and you need to fit into our standard of beauty of what a body should look like and what can 
not only those of us in the plus size community, but those in the straight size community do to combat that. Yeah. So I don't, I think one thing that we all need to like reflect a little bit is that health is not a value for everybody. And also that value of health looks different for everybody. Yes. So that took me so long to learn um, because my, I like, I would say I value health. Like that is important to me. I want to be able to move my body, but I also health is health and movement is just one part of this whole scheme. Like you have to, like, for me, it's like therapy, um, sitting in front of a TV, like that's part of my health routine. Like that's, that's what some people could, and I consider healthy, like, um, the mold that we're supposed to fit in. And I just, and I'm just going to say, like, I just went on a hike and it was my friend's first hike, first backpacking trip. And the amount of good for you, you're almost there. (laughs) Your, what was the one that hit the hardest was like, that's a big load or wide load. Like they were talking about (laughs) our backpacks. I Mm -hmm. I mean, I hope, but like also just being in two people in bigger bodies going up this trail, it was so frustrating. Like I've, and this has happened, uh, like you said, it happens all the time. Um, I get very lucky that I'm kind of, I kind of have like a face that says, don't talk to me. But at the same time, I still get the art, you're almost theirs. And I'm just like, y'all, can you just expand your, so this is what straight size folks can do is they can just expand who they follow, follow unlikely hikers, follow fat girls hiking, follow outdoor Afro, follow all these other representative groups. to change your feet a little bit. Like we're out here. Sorry, you don't see us every day, but you probably do, to be honest, especially in a gym setting. Like you see all people in different bodies. Um, And just like, don't like for people who hike. And I had a friend message me about like, why do you include like, where are you going into this like realm of things that annoy me when people talk to me on trail? And I was like, well, I don't mind it in a general sense. However, this was an out and back trail. There's only one place I could go. Mm-hmm. So you asking me where I'm going with this huge backpack, it just is like, I'm going the same place you just came down from. Like, I don't know. That's, it feels like a, there's like no dumb questions, but that's pretty, that's a dumb question to ask me. Like we're going the same place. So I think just keeping uh, they people can expand their uh, the people they follow, including um, plus size or fat people. Like we can all do better. There's so many intersections of that. We need queer folks. We need disabled folks. We need um, people of color, black people, like beautiful cultures and little things that we can do to expand ours. And straight size folks can just like learn, listen, don't talk. Like can just listen. Um, expand, comment, support these other people who are making the trail accessible for everybody. And then also when you see someone going up trail, you'll know that their experiences are different. And you could just say, hello, good morning. Wow, you look great. Well, actually, don't say that. (laughs) Just like some, just like a greeting. And if we want to strike up a conversation with you, we will. But like, Personally, I'm from the Northwest. I have the, like, the Seattle freeze is really me. 
Um, so just, just a greeting is beautiful. Just say hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Like, just keep it simple. <laughs> it's always been amazing to me how people think, and you press them on the issue. They really think they're, they're being encouraging. Like, you know, I've had people, I'm coming off a huge, you know, 3000 foot climb. I come down. Oh, how far did you make it mm. to the top? I'm coming down now. <laughs> And they, they really think, oh, I, I was just trying to be encouraging, you know, just wanted to push you on. You're almost there. And it's don't realize that it's 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 somewhat condescending because that's to say, would you have said that to someone, you know, who looked differently than me or someone else coming up or down this trail? Um, and it's important to remember that we're all at different skill levels, but doesn't mean I'm a better or worse hiker than you or you're a better or worse hiker than me. And yeah. Um, and I I, I just want to say, like, also, if I didn't make it to the top, it, you shouldn't want to know where I went. Like, <laughs> I have turned around on a mini hike, like many, many hikes. Like, I do it all the time um, because I'm just not feeling it that day. And yeah. other people do that. You just don't ask them. It's it's so strange how and that's sarcasm. Like, I don't hear it and see it a lot. I, I saw you pass 10 people and then you finally told me. Good job. Where are you going? You look great. It's it's a little it's a little annoying. Good for you. I hate that one. <laughs> that one's probably the worst one. Yes. Because it feels the most in feels the most condescending. It feels yeah, the worst. It's like they look at you and they recognize your body is a bigger body, and then they're like, "Oh, we never see that out here." Good for you. Taking charge of your health. And it's like I've been taking charge of my health for years. Thank yeah. you. This is what healthy looks like for me. Yeah. I want to ask you a little bit about. Uh, Bo Pomo. Mm -hmm. um, talk about that. What is that? And what are your goals with that? How'd that come about? Yeah. Um, so I've been, I think just like backstory, I've been in movement or the fitness world for a while. Um, I was a um, dance teacher before. Um, I taught a format called Mixed Fit, which is like a, just a dance format. And I taught it for two years. And then hiking is what gave me the idea of being like, I want to be a personal trainer. Um, and that was because I did Mount St. Helens. And I just love giving the backstory because my current boss is who trained me, who helped me get up Mount St. Helens, um, or Lewitt. Um, and... So that's where like my fitness journey came and like being and working here, like now it's full time. But uh, so, yeah. And then once I became a personal trainer, which was in like 2019, yeah, 2019, like June of 2019, I was like, I want a class, even though my gym is very inclusive, everybody is welcome. I wanted a class specifically for community, for fat and plus size people. And I use that word interchangeably depending on who I'm talking to or who mm -hmm. needs to hear it. I mm -hmm. think both words are valid, um, especially the word fat can be so traumatizing. So um, I wanted a class for everybody. I love weightlifting. I love movement and especially in my gym, um, which is like very comforting because no one else is here. Um, and it, so I did it. I was like, my birthday's coming up. I would like to have a class. And it started out as a monthly um, just class of 20 people coming together to like go through like a little circuit training, playing with some of the equipment that like usually is scary, like kettlebells and 
Um, I even did some barbell work. Um, and then it just turned into like a monthly thing. Um, and it, it, it from the jump, it was immediately community. Like people, I've met people through there. Other people have been friends with um, folks. Like we all kind of like virtually um, were already following each other. And then they were like, ooh, a reason to get together. Um, and then, of course, like the pandemic happened and we're still in it. And I um, brought it online. It was a weekly class for a while. And right now it's a virtual one day a week or one, yeah, one day a week, um, virtually. So I can get people from all over the place, um, a small group and you just use the equipment you have at home. And it's the same thing. I want community. I want folks to feel like they're not being judged. I want them to be able to speak up for themselves. Um, I really want, I, I want to create people who feel like they could walk into a gym and just show up and be an independent exerciser and just lift weights or um, attend a class. So that's where it kind of got started. It was just like, I want a community class for fat and plus size folks. And I, I love that because as someone who, who goes to the gym regularly, it, it, even though my, the gym owner there knows me, the staff there knows me, you go in there and you still feel out of place so often. People well-meaning just like on the trail they come and they they try to help you like oh well you do i'm like i know what i'm doing thank you and it just feels so condescending at times but to have a community of people who are doing what you're doing maybe have different goals and they're for different reasons but but they're in similar situations similar circumstances it's it's just it's there's a this sense of community they're just like in the hiking community mm-hmm with working in the fitness community in that industry um how has that intersected with the hiking community besides the the, the actual obvious elements of of both you know you're, you're moving your body how have those things two things complemented each other for you working in in both fields yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, they really do complement each other. <laughs> our gym, I mean, our gym, I work for Ascent Fitness. And obviously, Ascent is a word that we use outdoors. Like, my boss is a um, outdoors person as well. Like, we're not just, we don't just, like, claim this to be, like, our logo is mountains. Like, we love the outdoors. Um, I think just being in both of them, I'm able to advocate in two different ways. Like I want there to, I want as many fat folks who have been traumatized from fitness to be in the gym. And I also want them to be outside. So like my, I don't know, I'm trying to like think of the right answer for that, but like they just go hand in hand so nicely and it's so it's, it's valuable to see like the person I went um, hiking or backpacking with this last weekend was my old client. And like, we, this was the first time she's ever done it. So like it just, and it was like strength and like, you're strong, you're able to do these things that you like legit never thought you could do like lifting a barbell, which is so scary, but so fun is the same for me when I'm backpacking. Like those two things are the hardest things I think I've ever done. And in two different ways, two different elements. And like, I just, 
they just, I, I, the answer to the question is they just complement each other so well. And you're able to like go back and forth into them. And I think the person that I am has created clients who are like that as well. Um, even if they don't want to get into outdoors, they're like, Oh, you went to this really pretty place that I could drive to those type of things. So I don't know if I answered that. Correctly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> with that, like, say you have someone coming to you and they're plus size or they're just, they haven't been in the outdoors um, or in, in a gym in quite some time or maybe ever. And they come to you and they're like, Tashian, I'm, I'm scared. I'm a, I'm a, I'm in a plus size body. I'm scared. I don't know where to start. What do I do? What would be the first thing just generally? I know every person's different as a trainer. You treat every person differently, different plans, that sort of thing. But what would you tell generally a person who's just, they're in a plus size body and they want to get into the outdoors. They want to get into the gym for the first time, but they're just scared. Not only of, you know, what do I do, but just of, like you said, there's, there's some trauma associated. I know there it was for me from weight training class in high school um, with the gym and with hiking in the outdoors. What would be the first thing you tell them to do or to embrace? Um, for people who want like, who are specifically coming to go into the outdoors or do something outside, I use a lot of play. Like I think coming back to like your child self, and this is something I learned from my boss, um, is just fun and it gets you in your body a little bit more. So that, that means like, and a lots of examples. So planning, making plans for people is part of my job. Sure. Um, but making people feel like they can take up space in the gym and making them feel comfortable I do that by like, um, like saying, Hey, we're going to go under this bar. That's like going under a tree or, um, we're going to do a few step ups and that's like going up a hill. If you'd like, I could bring in like a backpack if you want to try it out that way. Um, but also just making it fun and like inviting, like I'm not trying to like, there's different ranges of movement routines, but I want folks to feel like what they're doing in the gym, they can just do outside. So like deadlifting or cleaning something, I'm putting on a backpack or we have two by fours here. I'm balancing on a log. Like I like to make fitness as like fun and to what you do. So people are parents like picking up children, holding a child for a really long time, holding them on your shoulders. Like there's certain things that we like, miss fitness misses a lot and it's like the day-to-day activities that make us strong and feel our strongest like when you're able to like lift a box you didn't think you could lift or lift a couch that you didn't think you could lift and you're able to help when you're moving with stamina and all those things like that's something you learned in the gym but and you wanted to go outside but now it's coming into your real life like I just think doing more fun things um, in the gym is usually how I create a little bit more than um, like a standard plan. There is a plan. There's always a plan, but I, I want to know how they feel that day before they even walk in. So yeah, I don't know. That, that, that's awesome. That's one thing I've I noticed following you on Instagram is you always look like you're having so much fun. Um, whether you're out in the outdoors or whatever it is, it's like you're, you're, you're having fun and that's, Ultimately, something I try to remember when I, I'm in the gym or I'm outdoors, sometimes coming up this hill might be a little unpleasant, but 
it's what we sometimes call type two fun or whatever. It's still, you're having fun. And that's something I've really enjoyed about following you on Instagram is like, whatever you're doing, it always looks like you're having so much fun out there in the outdoors. Um, a few more questions before we, we end. Mm-hmm. What does the hiking community, specifically unlikely hikers and the other communities that you've been involved in, what do they mean to you and how have they changed you? Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of said it earlier, but like unlikely hikers and Jenny specifically has really got me. It was the start of me getting out of diet culture and that way of thinking about myself. I mean, it took like lots of therapy, lots of grief. Um, lots. I even went to like a dietitian, um, a health at every size dietitian. But all of those things would not have happened if that conversation or that tech or that message did not happen. Um, in my opinion, like I had I, or in my experience, like that's where it started. Um and so they mean a lot. I'm like, I'm like, what, what do they mean? They just are part of me in a sense, like fat girls hiking. I met one of my best friends and we hiked 52 hikes together the next year. Like we met in December and started hiking in January and the fat girls hiking was just like doing group hikes. And we were just like, let's meet up or let's explore friendship from there. And then there's like, um, big girls are, um, climb big, um, which is like Bennett and Sam and, uh, Megan. And just, I, that's something I never thought I could do. And then I did it. It's not my favorite thing, but to watch people like see people like Sam and Bennett, um, just to see them doing things and watching, like I've had clients who are like, Oh yeah, I follow this person and they climb and I'm like, let's do that in the gym. Like we can do a lot of things here that you can replicate, um, in a climbing gym. Yeah. I, it means the most, like I've learned the most from so many groups. PNW outdoor women is another one that's specifically for women, Um, and that's where I learned, like, you don't feed birds. Like there's so many little things that people who did not grow up in the outdoors don't learn, but like, it's a learning curve that is safe when you're in a group that feels safe. Like I'm in climbers of, or, um, hikers of color. And like, those are, that's a different space. That's where we talk about certain things. And then in PNW outdoor women, like, being able to like learn the mechanics and some of like the fun different things that I never thought I could try. Like snow camping sounds miserable, but like something I want to do. And that's because of PNW outdoor women and like climbing and then hiking, of course, and backpacking is just like the ultimate for me. It was something I wanted to do. And that's, um, backpacker radio. Like that's kind of where that got started and listening to people in their journey. So I just, I mean, they fill me with so much joy. The outdoors is where I get the most joy. So I think what they mean to me is they bring me joy, support, and just like the opportunity to ask questions and be wrong and then be uh, a leader in that community too as well. So, yeah. As communities are so important because 
I know for me as someone who grew up as a city kid and near LA and Vegas before coming to the Pacific Northwest, like you said, I didn't know these things. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, understand leave no trace. And, and so just to have those safe spaces to be able to mess up sometimes and mm-hmm. have someone tell you, Hey, yeah, you probably don't know this, but you know, we do this and that, you know, just, to, and this is the reason why. And it's, it never feels condescending or you, ha- you, you go on the, one of these groups and you ask, a question and in other places it might seem like a silly question and you're never judged. It's just, yeah. it's so important. And and for me as well, Jenny has been just so just huge in, in opening my eyes to the larger hiking community and outside of my comfort zone. And she's just been so amazing. And so is unlikely hikers. Um, one last question and you've kind of already answered it, but I like to ask everyone this before we close out, how has hiking in the outdoors changed you? Um, I don't think I would be the person I am today without hiking. Like I am, and I, I'm like, I don't want to like not make myself feel like I haven't grown a lot, but the outdoors has been like the pen to all the other things that I do. So I would never be a trainer if I never climbed Lewitt or, um, I would never have the friends, the, this amazing friend group that I have changed so much with. They're people of all sizes, but mostly fat folks that like, I would never have had that if it wasn't for the outdoors and then leaving diet culture. Leaving diet culture is part of, even though it's part of your life all the time because it's what society we live in, like that would have never happened if I wasn't hiking or if I wasn't involved in these groups. And so um, I just think it's just made me who I am and made me more solid. And like, even doing this like interview, I'm like, wow, I'm (laughs) just like, wow, I'm really passionate about the outdoors. And even more so now that I can like speak on it and like, I'm past the grief process of it. Um, I'm, just proud of the person I am today. And that's something like I don't feel or didn't feel for about 30 years of my life and I'm 32. So, um, yeah, I think it just makes me a prouder person within my body and myself and makes me more confident to do scary things. And yeah. Tashian, thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing your story. Um, and just for being awesome and, um, being so encouraging through your, your social media and and through all the different places you work in, within the outdoors and the, and the, the fitness industry. Um, if someone wanted to follow you online or catch up with what, what you're doing, where would they go? Um, my Instagram is um, the only place I currently have, which is at chilltosh. Um, if I ever redo my website, it'll be chilltosh.com. So <laughs> um, my Instagram is like the number one. Awesome. Tashian, thank you so much for coming on the Hiker Podcast and sharing your story. Thank you. Big thank you to Tashian for coming on the show. You all make sure you follow everything she's doing with unlikely hikers and on her own instagram the link for all of her stuff will be in the description of this episode and again thank you to everyone who helps support this show Uh, i say it week in and week out and i I don't want to like overstate it but 
you all support this show um, not only by Patreon supporters who I love to shout out every week, but also just by giving me encouraging notes and sharing the stuff on, you know, your social medias, you know, going out there and being like, Hey, you need to check out this podcast. Hey, you need to do this and that. I do want to thank the Patreons though. Of course we have without any further ado, Barbara, Mike, Ali, Matthew, Elizabeth, Maggie, Ava, Annette, Renee, Alistair, Stephanie, Mike, Danielle, Danielle, Ren, Jacob, Tommy, Deb, and our newest, um, our newest Patreon who, who, um, um, I'm, I'm just going to say it's Jane, Jane, who has signed up to, uh, to help with the show. When you, when you sign up on the Patreon, you get automatically, you get one of the, um, hiking is for everybody stickers that I had designed. Also, if you are in the top tier, you can get, um, six packages of CSS and coffee. And also we have buttons and pins and just all kinds of stuff. Uh, there's three different levels and it's just a great way to support the show and be able to pay for things like the music you heard at the, at the front end of the show. Also, we got to thank the CS instant coffee makers of uh, the best instant coffee on the trail. That's right. I said it the best instant coffee on the trail. There is none better. Um, I truly believe that. And they have been sponsoring a contest where two people can win a year supply of CS Instant Coffee. And the last winner, the second time we're drawing names, is Connie Granger. You have won a free year supply of CS Instant Coffee. Monica from CS Instant Coffee will be in contact with you. Congratulations. That's one packet a month, um, six packages, which is, I mean, that's if you go hiking once a week or backpacking once a week, that'll totally take care of your needs there. So anyways hope you enjoy that if you all want to support the show go to the link of the description of this episode and use that affiliate link to buy your css to coffee and it helps the show out and you seriously get the best instant coffee out there also gotta thank Kanak outdoors makers of the carbon fiber cork trekking poles if you use of course the affiliate link in the description of this episode it helps the show out and if you use the promo code hiker podcast you get 10 percent off your pair or single trekking pole or poles um as long as they're new they can't be refurbished ones uh, so go ahead and uh, just click on the link of the description of this episode or just go to hikerpodcast.com click on the link there it'll take you there use promo code hiker podcast um get a little bit of kickback helps the show out but also you get 10 percent off and i've i've said this time and time again those 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 trekking poles i've tried to break them i can't they're impossible also wildly goods makers of the most comfortable merino wool socks ever uh go to the uh referral link i know there's a lot of links referral link in the description of this episode use my promo code that's also listed there and uh, you'll get 10 percent off your first order and it helps out the show yeah you know it well that's enough of that um i just wanted to get on here and talk a little bit about uh, social media. I talk a lot about it and it makes us think that we need to put our best face out there that we always have to be happy, go lucky. And then, you know, we, we see these images on, on the trail of people just smiling and happy and, and that's not our lives. And the, the Instagram algorithms, you know, rewards those kinds of posts. You know, whenever I, I post something that's that's maybe not the best picture or maybe just not the best caption where I'm talking about struggles, um, it doesn't get pushed by the algorithm. But that's not real life. I posted earlier today a reel I made on Instagram of me falling on the trail. 
I posted a little video on it last year. I was sitting there trying to get the perfect shot with my, my little Osmo pocket camera. It's an amazing 4K camera. I love it. Um, and I was going, I was hiking. My son was about 10 feet ahead of me and I tripped and I fell. I put a little funny music with it. I get knocked down, but I get up again. But my, my hope in putting that out there is life. Sometimes you trip. Sometimes you fall. In fact, a lot of times that happens. Sometimes it happens more often than not. Life isn't always the pretty sunsets and the epic views, the long scenic trails, you know, the picturesque gear setups. It's messy. It's hard. And that's okay. It's a beautiful mess. And uh, I just want to put out there that it's okay to not be okay. We have this idea that we need to, especially in the outdoor and hiking online communities, to just put our best our best foot forward and, and fake it till you make it. And but that's not real life. And that leads to stuff like FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. You know, why why aren't I as happy as they look in that picture? Why am I not hiking up those epic landscapes? Why am I it, it's not that's not real life what we see on social media isn't isn't real life and i struggle with that as someone who is just getting into the hiking community and the outdoor community as someone who is is plus size and i see you know people who society have said oh these are these are the best looking people and this is who we want to see but then i i talk with and see my friends and my hiking family and with uh, unlikely hikers and just I'm like, no, this is real life. This is, this is, we're all different and we're all of different backgrounds and, and, and preferences and, 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 um, everything just, you know, some of us like there's fights online about boots and, and, and freaking, you know, trail runners about hammocks and tents. None of that matters. We're all different. We all have things that make us different. And that's what makes it beautiful. And that's what makes us who we are. So I'm not saying don't post, so post on social media. I do it all the time. I mean, I'm all, I post every day. I am saying when we're out on the trail, when we're enjoying those landscapes, when we're posting, remember, it's okay to not be okay. Reach out for help if you need help. Remember that what you're seeing behind that picture isn't everything. There's a person behind that. And that person has struggles and, and things going on in their lives. And we all do. So as we're getting into the fall season, as you're getting your pumpkin spice lattes, just remember that. Enjoy the hiking. Enjoy the cooler temperatures. It's gorgeous outside right now. I'm loving it. Um, but because of some struggles in my own life, I can't go out there as much as I want to. It's really easy, though, to make it look like I am out there. Because I just took a lot of pictures last time I went and I brought a change of clothes or whatever. We've all done it. With that, guys, thank you so much. Make sure if you check out or you want to check out anything else we're doing, go to hikerpodcast.com. You can follow me, Andy Films and Hikes, on Instagram. Just talked about Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, Andy Films and Hikes. And uh, with that, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Hiker Podcast. Hiker Podcast.